a reward of the deed is based on its intention i want to remind myself and you that the purpose of the hadith on which sallam is not to forward them uh, to your entire mailing list every morning but to look at them and see how we can implement them in our lives the teachings came to be obeyed the teachings came to be implemented they did not just come to be passed on as word of mouth from person to person uh, no matter how uh, useful that might be i'm not saying it is not useful but definitely if it remains at the level of passing on and does not go down to the level of implementing then it is certainly not useful so what can we learn from this hadith of innamal a'malu bin niyat that the reward of the deed is based on its intention I ask myself I ask you to think of the situation um take I'm not even talking about something which is uh, obviously wrong so we don't go there the muslim does not deliberately disobey allah let us be very clear about this there is no need for me to give uh, examples of haram there is no need for me to give examples of something which is clearly the disobedience of allah because a muslim does not deliberately disobey allah if there is any disobedience in our lives and there is uh, it is always and should always be the result of forgetfulness or lack of knowledge uh, or something like that not because we consciously choose to disobey allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu not because we consciously choose to break the sunnah of muhammad rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam the people who deliberately do that the people who deliberately disobey allah they know that something is wrong they know that something is haram they know that something is prohibited yet they still do it these people are playing with fire quite literally they are playing with fire and i strongly 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 recommend that they stop doing this playing these games so we are not talking about that we are talking about things which are not haram um but things which also do not have a reward associated with them uh, take for example um going window shopping right so you say well i'm not buying anything it is not haram i'm just spending some time in the mall i'm spending just spending some time in the market walking around seeing things but when you say spending some time what does it mean it means that you're spending a resource which is non renewable which is a clock which is ticking backwards and this resource this non renewable resource you're spending it doing something which who is not a sin but which also you know and i know will not give you any reward window shopping by itself maybe mubah maybe something which has no uh, benefit and no harm but definitely it does it has no benefit so therefore now should i be doing that or not so the thing to do with this in amal amal bin niyat is to ask yourself this question and say why am i doing what i am setting out to do consciously ask this question sit for a few minutes reflect get an answer that you are satisfied with and then go and do it or not do it take the hadith a man was going from one village to another 
and uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent an angel to meet him. The angel met the man in, the, in a human form and asked this man, asked him, where are you going? The man said, I'm going to such and such a place. The angel said, why are you going there? So he said, I'm going, I'm going there to meet so and so. The angel said, are you doing that? Is it, is it for some work or is it because you lent him some money, you're taking it back? Um, are you going to ask him for something, for some favor, for some money, loan? The man said, no, 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 nothing, none of those things. He is a, he is a brother, he is a Muslim brother, I'm just, going to, uh, I'm just going to meet him. The angel then revealed him his real identity. And he said that I am an angel, I've been sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give you glad tidings. And the good news for you, the bashara for you is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgave you your sins and he will forgive the sins of the other man who you are going to meet only to renew your ties of friendship as a Muslim, one Muslim to another. Now, does that intention, the fact that the man was just going there to meet his Muslim brother, to renew his ties, uh, to just to hang out with him, just to, uh, you know, um, just, to, just to be with him, uh, it does, the fact that he is doing this now with the intention of pleasing Allah, does it reduce his pleasure in that action? On the contrary, it will actually increase the pleasure and the action because the man is now doing this action and he also knows that not only is he going to have fun with his brother, but he will be rewarded for that by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by his sins being forgiven and the sins of the other person also being forgiven. Number one. Number two, think about what does it do to the ta'aluq ma'allah, the ta'aluq with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that both of them have. Because now, their action is for the pleasure of Allah. So constantly now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is part of their consciousness that they are aware that I'm doing this for Allah. So now when he goes to meet his brother, in the process of this hanging out, if there is an option and if shaitan is always there with us, if shaitan gives them an option of doing something in the name of having fun, which is the disobedience of Allah, will they do it? Most unlikely, most unlikely because they are meeting to please Allah. Now, how can you meet to please Allah and then do something which displeases Allah? So, it enhances their pleasure, it gives them reward, and it enhances their ta'aluq with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The action remains the same. I just went from this place to that place to meet my brother. I picked up the phone and called my brother and said, Assalamu alaikum, how are you? Haven't seen you for a long time. Now, point is that when we do these things, when we do anything with this clarity of purpose, with this intention, it gives us value-added benefits. And the biggest value-added benefit of that, the absolutely the most significant, the most massive one, is that we get the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So now when I go to a mall, I go here and there, I'm, I'm wandering around, uh, spending time, hour, two hours, three hours, whatever it is. Uh, what am I, I ask myself, should, why am I doing that, right? Now, you might say, well, um, I'm going to the mall to see I'm a fashion designer, I'm going to see what fashions there are, so I get some ideas. Fine, alhamdulillah, very good. So when you go to the mall, go with that intention and make zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, constantly make zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that you do not lose the connection with Allah when you are in that place, in that marketplace. Then it's fine. But what happens to most of us? When most of us go into the marketplace, we forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We get engrossed in whatever is happening in that marketplace. We have forgotten Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm not, I'm not even talking about those people who forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the extent that they even forget the salah. 
which might come in the way and then they don't pray and then they come back home and they say, oh my God, I forgot my salah, well, I'm going to make qada. Now, I'm not talking about all that. I'm, I'm talking about just going there and forgetting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is what happens to most of us when we go into the marketplace, when we go into, uh, you know, wherever we go. Now, key thing is, therefore, to ask yourself, why am I doing what I'm doing? And then the next question is that, if what is the reward that I will get for doing this thing? And why must we be focused on the reward? Because we are using a non-renewable resource, which is our time. Our time is our life. My brothers and sisters, you really want to know the meaning of time. You really want to know the value of time. Then imagine yourself in this situation, completely a, a, a situation which is absolute fantasy. It's not going to happen to any of us, but it's useful to imagine, which is that I am lying, I'm about to die. I'm about to die. And Malakul Maut comes to me and says, I am willing to give you back all the time that you spent walking around in malls, uh, doing this and that, uh, watching football, watching cricket, and so on. Um, I'm willing to give you that, give you give that time back to you. What will you pay me for it? At the moment of our death, what are we willing to pay? What would we be willing to pay? Believe me. Believe me, we would be willing to pay every single thing that we ever owned and possessed. But at that time, that's not going to happen. This is a fantasy. I'm saying fantasize because it will keep you on the right track. Take the same thing and apply this again to, for example, one of the major, major, major uh, time wasters, frankly, if you ask me, that most of us indulge in, and that is watching sports. Watching sports is the most useless thing in the world that one can do. Unless you are a professional player and you are watching a game with the idea of implementing some of the moves that the players made in that game in your own game. Other than that, and that, that applies to maybe 0.0001% of the population. For all of us, we watch the game because we get some thrill out of seeing somebody kick a ball into a goal. I mean, seriously, ask yourself this question. So therefore, my question is, Play football, don't watch football. Play cricket, don't watch cricket. Play hockey, don't watch hockey, and so on and so forth, right? Um, quite apart from the fact that when the, the games have now been uh, taken to a level where whether we like it or not, we when you're watching a football game, when you're watching a cricket game and so on, in the intervals you have, uh, you see those monkeys dancing and uh, so this is haram, clearly. Uh, you know, you see uh, the actual... Uh, objectifying of women, you see the actual uh, sexist nature of uh, Western thinking, you see how women are being objectified and being degraded and paraded for the pleasure of men, uh, you're watching that and this is haram, right? Uh, as far as tennis is concerned, uh, men's tennis fine, women's tennis is, uh, between you and me, it is um, almost as bad as uh, some kind of soft porn because the way they position the cameras and so on and so forth, um, you know, how the shot is being taken, how the ball is being hit uh, is the last item on their agenda. They're, they're positioning those cameras for other reasons. Now, I don't want to, uh, I, I don't think I need to describe any of these things. I don't need to explain any, any of these things. I'm sure they're absolutely clear to all of you. My point is, what happens to you and me when we are sitting and watching that? Believe me, every one of those things has an effect on our heart. Make no mistake. Just like breathing polluted air, uh, breathing polluted air f fills up our lungs with pollution. Just like smoking fills up our lungs with carbon. 
Similarly, watching haram fills up our heart with haram, fills up our heart with carbon, fills up our heart and, and, and shields our heart from the nur of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's what we are doing in the name of watching a game, right? So play the game, it's good for your health, go run around on the field. But watching the game is a complete and total waste of time, complete and total waste of time. So now you know this, what are you going to do? If you go and watch another game, it means that either you are a professional football player uh, who is watching the game for learning or you are one of those who, um, who has a, a year on the left side of the head, another one on the right side of the head and completely empty space between the two so that whatever enters from the right goes out to the left and there is no effect on your life. And then when you stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you've got this whole hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of wasted time that you got nothing out of. The potential of what this could have earned you, believe me, will make us cry tears of blood. Do not fall into this trap. As I told you, we're not even talking about haram. We're talking about doing things which are neither bad nor good. They are neutral, meaning that they are a waste. And in order to do those things, we use the only thing which we have, which is our time. Our time is our life, non-renewable resource, not going to come back. And that's the, the power of this hadith of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ Think before you do the deed. Ask yourself, why am I doing this deed? Ask yourself, what will I get from doing this deed? And third question is, ask yourself, what will I get from not doing this deed? Because we know the hadith of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam where he said that if a man intends to do, or a man or woman intends to do something which is wrong, and then changes the intention, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give him one hasana just for changing that intention. So he intended to watch this football match and I said, no, 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 no. I now have second thoughts on this. I'm not going to watch that. Inshallah, al-musta'an, we expect from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he will give us a good deed just for changing that intention. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us, to open our eyes to the reality of our lives and to give us lives which are beneficial for us in the dunya wal akhirah. It is the beauty of this religion that anything you do which is genuinely good for the dunya, which is genuinely good for the people, is genuinely good for you in this world, is automatically good for us in the akhirah. Science and technology, research, good, clean politics with integrity, reading and writing, all kinds of literary activity, all kind of commercial activity, all kind of social activity, every single thing which is genuinely beneficial for the people is also beneficial automatically for the akhirah of the Muslim who engages in that activity. The whole world is wide open. Whole world is wide open. Pick and choose those things which will cause you to have great benefit in this dunya and great benefit in the akhirah, inshaAllah.